When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. You're listening to Waiting on Reparations, uh, uh, a production uh, by Heart Radio. We wait on no reparations, uh, 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 uh. We wait on no reparations, being black is trying harder than the days longest to keep it all together, keep it calm and stay strong. Every day we be reminded of Richard and Trayvon and Tamir in the park, murdered for his play gun. So we fuck from the jump, from the start, day one. That's why we tell them they should pay up. Preparations for our kids and the kids and the generations that ain't come. I ain't raising them Yo, in the same slot. What I say from my jaws, what they can't wait to deplore. Same heads of state, went to send my generation to war. Politicians are all spineless propaganda. Obama droned way more kids than Adam Lanza. Mama told me I'll be the boss. Tony Danza, more of a George Costanza. Put you onto my swagger. We the ones you should be just tipping your hat to. And the Constitution is ripped in the shadows. I'm looking at it, what the fuck does it matter? Ah, <laughs> uh, yo, this is Dope Knife. I'm Lingua Franca. And we are waiting, waiting on, on reparations. reparations. Hurry up! Yo, as of now, it looks like Joey JoJo's is making some progress, but we just got over one hectic ass election night, as I'm sure a lot of you out there did. Man, yeah, I maybe slept two to four hours a night every night Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've been wa- you've been walking around the house, kind of, kind of like I don't I didn't even know what to describe it as. Like, what? Because <laughs> I don't want to say nervous breakdown, but it's definitely. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Well, um, as you guys all know, you know, uh, it was too close to call on the night of, but it really wasn't looking well. Um, as we're recording this episode, which is going to come out tomorrow, um, there was a some shift in, in everything that happened, you know, when I woke up this morning. So Biden had just uh, Wisconsin had just been called for Biden. Uh, Arizona had been called for Biden, but not by 
all of the news outlets. Um, it doesn't look good in Pennsylvania right now, but uh, apparently it doesn't matter. From my understanding of the situation, it seems like Joe Biden's going to win electorally eventually. Now, that doesn't mean that the maggots aren't going to cheat. And I think this uh, election being as close as it is, is kind of... Um, it's a fucking travesty. It's a travesty. And it, it totally is a repudiation of the strategy that the Democrats used in trying to sway middle, Republicans. Sway Republicans, fucking pour $67 million into the pockets of the Lincoln Project. There are no good Republicans in this instance. There's I no mean, good Republicans, and I'm becoming increasingly doubtful about the goodness of the Democrats. Well, in any event, with everything kind of being tense in the air, and with this election still being up for grabs, and with Donald Trump making his total and absolute Gestapo dictatorship play Yo, last night. there's niggas outside of like a polling place. I can't remember what city it's in. Chanting, stop the vote. Yeah, like, I mean... These niggas out here chanting, stop the vote. They're being really masked off about it right now. And something that I've been saying for the last four years is that people need to understand and come to grips with the idea that at least half of the country is cool with everything that Donald Trump is. 230,000 people dead ain't no thing. Like, they're they're cool with it. Like, they got no problem. And the quicker that we recognize this, I think the better off our ilk is going to be. You know what I'm saying? But anyway... Uh, shit's, shit's crazy. You know, uh, people are getting attacked by Trump supporters in the streets, uh, polling stations, like Mariah just said, um, people are having run-ins where the other day they chased some girl who had a Black Lives Matter thing on her car and surrounded her. The cops aren't really arresting them and in some cases seem to be working with them. So this got us kind of thinking, you know, you feel kind of naked in times like these and, and like... Unless... You buy a gun. <laughs> exactly. You know, now as, yeah, I hate labels and stuff like that, but just for the sake of what we're doing, as two people who are leftists and are on the left, you know, historically in our personal lives, we've, at least me, I'll speak for myself, but no, 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 no. We, we've you. been pretty staunchly anti-gun, like, you know, as far as like going down the checklist of things, yeah. <laughs> of the way that we look at things. And I would say... Sometime after COVID, for me personally, but within the era of post-George Floyd, I know Mariah has been kind of feeling this way, to where our views on gun ownership have damn near flipped in reverse. And I think it's true for many who consider themselves liberals or on the left, um, just given the precipitous rise in gun sales over the last couple of months. Mm -hmm. Um, I, uh, and which we'll talk about a little bit more in a second, but yeah. So today we'll talk a little bit about the history of black gun ownership, some of the obstacles that have been placed in our past historically, as well as talking with our, uh, roommate and colleague, Squale, about, you know, having grown up with a very different view of guns than us and sort of like the role guns play in the black and hip hop communities. All right, let's get into it. And gun ownership has been viewed as a civil rights issue for black people since the days of abolition. 
you know, yeah. the right to bear arms, the right to be seen as full citizens and be, you know, protected by like the Second Amendment, the I mean, right to bear arms. And so we're going to look today at arguments for the importance of arming yourself, which have found their way into the music of artists from NWA, Public Enemy, Garris One, and more. But we also have brought on our friend and fellow MC, entrepreneur, activist, and the third roommate of our El Rapo Trap House. <laughs> Yo, what's up? I'm here. How are I'm you here. Um, I'm exhausted, but I'm I'm honored to be on you guys' podcast. This is lit. All three of us are exhausted, but it's like different <laughs> levels of exhausted, right? Like y'all are exhausted, like yo, yeah. who was like actually putting in work, and I'm exhausted, like man, I wrote like three songs today, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> can I? Are you? Can I call you a gun enthusiast? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. At the very least, you're a gun owner. I'm definitely an owner. Definitely a gun owner. So Mac and I, our views have changed considerably on the topic of guns in recent months, Mm -hmm. as have many folks on the left. But you, Squale, have been an avid gun owner, I might say. I love guns. For a while. I do. And so we wanted to bring in the perspective of somebody that's been gun-toting for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Gun-toting. I like that. For a minute. <laughs> For two minutes. So, Mac, you and I have both changed our views considerably around the topic of guns in recent months, as have many people on the left. And I want to talk a little bit about where that comes from. For me, in particular, like, what I remember, I'll never forget when I was in the mental hospital in 2019. Mm. I met an 18-year-old girl. She was a new mother. And she'd been put in the hospital because she'd expressed suicidal thoughts after her husband, who was a veteran, mm-hmm. who was drunk one night went and shot himself to death in their bathroom. Sheesh. And back then I thought a lot about how many people would probably still be with us here today if there were stricter gun control laws in this country. And the first time I ever thought about buying a gun was in 2016. I was going through a really rough time. I was like, all right, I'm ending this. Peace out. Maybe this, maybe I'm gonna go hit up the gun shop. And like, that's why I knew I could never own one up until recently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I thought I would never own one. I still don't, but you know, I've been looking online. But laws yeah. regarding buying guns, we're gonna talk about so, I mean, what are made so the What made the switch for you? So, okay, so I realized this summer that the people who have been like harassing me and like threatening my life are probably gun owners. And I thought to myself, why would I sit back and like remain defenseless? Makes I never want, never want to take a life, but if they come for me, they come for me, I ought to be ready. And particularly, there was a couple incidences like of protesting where the, I was with leftists who had guns. I was protesting with people who had like yeah. ARs and shit like that. Oh yeah. And so like, for example, when we went to, we counter protested against these white supremacists at Stone Mountain, there was a ton, there was a ton of like Antifa with like guns. Yeah. And I felt like really calm. Yeah. Being around like all they're, the white supremacists, but I was like, oh, my people got guns too. Yeah, they strap. They strap. Yeah. And then like, yeah, same thing at the Irwin County Detention Center where we drove down to Osceola, Georgia, to like protest abolish ICE. Um, the organizers were like, everybody stay in your cars. There's a militia here. <laughs> and then I, I like, scanned the crowd and I saw the dude with like the AR. Mm-hmm. was on our team and I was like, I'm marching. Yeah. Yeah. That's what good. refreshing so, like, feeling. Increasingly, well, now that I've been in these scenarios where like, I was put at ease by the fact like we had guns too, mm-hmm. that sort of brought me around to like, oh, mm-hmm. this is kind of nice. Well, 
I mean, I think it's weird. Like, I've, my views have changed like yours we were talking about the other day. But at the same time, they're kind of the same. It's like a, a practical way that I look at it. Because it's like, all right, so guns literally have no other function than to make it, to, to allow a human being to kill something in the most efficient way possible with the least amount of effort. Oh, but Joe Biden says to shoot him in the leg. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I mean. I mean, it's funny. It's like I've almost completely adapted the right wing position on gun ownership and stuff, which is like, I have a, I have a legitimate fear of government induced tyranny at this point. So, you know, I mean, first and foremost, my biggest gripe with pro gun people has always been just keep it real about what you're doing and what you want, you know? So instead of a motherfucker being like, yo, I need this gigantic AR with the scope and extended clip because if I don't have that, then I can't defend my family. And it's like, yo, shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just coming out and being like, yo, I like collecting these. I like taking pictures of myself with them. I like spreading them out on the floor and then looking at them. You know what I'm saying? I like taking videos where I'm posing. I like going to the shooting range and shooting stuff. I mean, it's still goofy as the fuck, but I... It's just when motherfuckers is lying and not being real. That's what pisses me off. But again, if in 2012 or 2013, you were worried about, oh, man, Obama's going to come with the FEMA camps and the jackbooted thugs are going to fucking put us in hobbit homes. And you know what I mean? He's going to declare martial law and blah, 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 blah. That was the right wing position on why you know, the kids getting shot up in Sandy Hook wasn't enough of a reason for gun reform. So now I'm saying, oh, yeah, well, everybody should own a gun because, I mean, the cops literally, you literally can get abducted off the street by dudes in tactical gear. And you don't know if they're cops or not. So the danger that conservatives have historically always been LARPing about is now a reality for people like me and y'all. And now, as a result, I think every man, woman, and child should be armed and trained, straight up. Now, my views still hold in terms of what the negative effects of that are, you know, mass shooting and the effects that guns have on crime, yada, yada. I just feel that the political situation kind of outweighs those risks. I mean, I'm sure that the science and the numbers still hold up that there being more guns than people in a country is like not good. Like y'all niggas know that's bad, right? <laughs> but as it stands now, you know, there's 300 million plus guns in the country and it's definitely not the majority of people who own that. So just like with everything, you know, if guns are power, then it's being hoarded by those who can afford to hoard them. And you know, now we're, I really think we're in a reality where it's like, you got to wonder why they're hoarding them. And let me get some. Let me get let me get a couple of those. Well, what do you think? Uh, I have mixed views about guns. Um, Even though you're on her? Because I, I like a gun to me was survival. Yeah, it was it was survival for me. Um, I grew up in a completely dangerous uh, atmosphere um, to where a gun was a necessity. Even being a, a kid, 10, 11 years old, 
Um, so my perception on a gun would be different from someone who doesn't share those experiences. Um, but I also feel like a gun in the wrong hands is a problem as well. Um, am I like so avid on the laws? I never really care about them, honestly. How old were you when you got your first My first gun, I was 10 years old. It was a small 22, um, and my brother gave it to me. But, you know, when he gave it to me, he told me this was for survival and you're never you're never using it unless, you know, you're defending yourself. Other than that, like your gun is in the house, put up. Um, it's for your protection. Um, but then you get those people that have guns and they just crazy or, or whatever. Um, so I definitely got some mixed views on it. I just know myself personally, I'm very level headed. And I'm probably not going to pull out a gun or anything or do anything crazy or shoot up a school uh, or anything of that sort. But I do want to feel protected and safe. So can you think of uh, can you think of a time when you were growing up where like you feel like looking back now that you're a grown ass man where you're like, damn, if I hadn't had a piece, <laughs> you know what I, mean? I might not be here right now. Like did, did yeah. that or did that or did, uh, you know, or did that never happen? A couple, man, like a couple. My um, my dad was murdered when I was a child, and if I didn't have a gun to shoot back, I probably would have been killed too. And I and I wasn't shooting back to aim; I was just shooting just to scare people. Um, and I, to me, that I feel like that saved my life. And I know a lot. I have a lot of friends that got themselves out of like crazy situations just because they showed a gun. They didn't even have to shoot it; they just showed it. And it got them out of certain things. So, I, you know, it's it's good and bad with guns. You just kind of got to take it for what it is. I feel like it's just like any other power. You know what I'm saying? Like, in, in reality, there's like only two things that you can really consider to be like a superpower. Having a billion dollars and having, <laughs> having a, gun. a gun. If you have a billion dollars or a gun, you can change the the physical reality around you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can That's make true. motherfuckers do shit they don't want to do That's if true. you have a billion dollars or a gun. It makes me think, like, what if the Native Americans had guns? Or what if the Africans had had guns? Yeah, what if the Africans actually had guns? Um, then then where would the course of history have went? All a gun is is a tool. Like, my, I, I'm... My father was in the military, so, like, I had, like, a military upbringing like that to where it's, like, guns were, even when we're watching movies, it's, like, it's always, like, treated technical and, like, a serious thing, something to be taken serious. That's why, as I grew up, not only was it, like, having that sort of, like, attitude towards guns where it's, like, this serious thing that's not to play with, then on top of that, you know, I'm Liberian, so when the war happened and then it's, like, you're actually seeing gun violence and you're seeing oh, yeah. and more than actually seeing gun violence, you're seeing the effects of gun violence. Like every other week, my mom's like learning that somebody that she knows got shot or this cousin here got shot or this is my grandma, you know, and it's just like, ah, oh, damn, you know, when people are like spraying like this and not looking like the bullets go somewhere and they hit. They do. You know, they really do. Um, um, up, what if the what if the Africans had guns and it made me think of the the Nat Turner Rebellion? Yeah, and that the muskets and firearms were too difficult for them to collect for their rebellion because yeah. they would draw too much attention to themselves. I think at this time, 
Um, yeah, the 1830s, there was a lot of laws in the books of, like, yeah. blacks couldn't own guns. And blacks yeah. could actually go and confiscate. They could go into any, like, black home, even if you were a freedman. And, like, to just take lawfully seize your weapons. So they didn't want to draw any attention to them
You think you're deterring criminals from doing criminal acts, but instead you're just creating criminals because you're feeding an underground market. The same way that like you might as well legalize all drugs because at least then you can get, you know, you treat it as a public health issue, get people help, they got problems, have it all above board so you can regulate it so they ain't putting fentanyl in the heroin or whatever. You might as well make all guns legal so you can regulate them heavily. Yes, it's a it's a slippery slope. <laughs> what about back in the day? Chris Rock had a was it Chris Rock? I forget. It might have been Chris Rock or David Chappelle. Somebody had a joke or a bit back in the day where they're like, "Yo, you should make guns super expensive and like make bullets cost a five hundred dollars so that motherfuckers will think twice before they shoot people and shit." That's true. <laughs> and then that could also cause some type of weird. Situation Black market where, where like only rich people, people can get shit. Yeah, yeah. Only rich people can have guns. Precedent for this. So in 1988, Illinois singled out poor citizens for a gun ban. But starting out in late 1988, the Chicago Housing Authority, the Chicago Police Department, um, enacted a policy, Operation Clean Sweep, which applied to all housing units owned and operated by the Chicago Housing Authority. And the purpose was the confiscation of firearms and illegal narcotics. And uh, warrantless searches. They're doing warrantless searches. Um, they had a visitor exclusion policy, so severely limiting the right of CHA, CHA tenants to associate with uh, with associate in the residences of family members and other guests. And all these restrictive policies. But they pretty much said, if you live in public housing, we're going to come take your guns. And the ACLU... When was this? This was 1988. The ACLU filed a lawsuit... Um, against it, saying that, um... What? That's technically against your constitutional right. Constitutional rights right to, to say poor people can't have guns. Yeah. When you make, oh, let's make bullets really expensive, let's make guns really expensive. It's discriminatory against poor folks who might have more reason to protect themselves because they're living in a neighborhood. In the environment. Might get broken into, they need to try to defend their children. That's what they do. They, they'll put the gun shop close, close to the to the poverty crime filled places well, the, the second and then am- charge lower prices for guns. Well, the Second um, Amendment wasn't meant for black people. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't. written That's with true. black people in it mind. I mean, I, the Constitution together wasn't written yeah, for like, black Yeah, like, there's people. some people who think, like, that shit was pretty much, you know, the whole, like, organized militia, well-armed organized militia stuff is like, yo, that was put there to put down slave rebellions when they would happen so that there would be a well-armed militia to stop that shit from happening. They weren't thinking about us when they were right. That's true. That shit. Yeah, and That's so true. they decided the Dred Scott decision pretty much upholding slavery, one of the rights that, you know, blacks were said not to have because we weren't citizens was the right to gun ownership. That's insane. That's That's pretty much just so they can stay in control. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. 
Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's such a complex situation because it's like another thing of my views that used to change is like, I always had like, you know, sort of, even though my parent, my dad worked for the government, I always had like a general, you know, conspiratorial view towards like the U.S. government. Probably watched too much X-Files when I was a kid and shit. <laughs> but, you know, for that reason, I used to kind you know, be swayed back in the day or like I always thought that was a good point that right wingers had about guns. Like, yo, you don't want these jackbooted thugs to come into your house. But as I got older and thought about it more, I started feeling like you're not going to fucking stop the army, dude. You know what I'm saying? I don't care who you are. I don't care how many guns you have in your arsenal or whatever. If they're coming for you, you're not going to stop them. Like terrorist motherfuckers that like got mad bombs and guns in layers and bases where they've been training for this shit since they were eight. Those motherfuckers get murked. And you think you're not going to get murked in fucking Wichita or some shit. Like the military's not going to find you in Wichita, dude. You're hidden. You're good. You're safe. And then even when shit does go down, that's not who you're going to have to fight. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're going to have to fight like other citizens, you know, if the shit were to go down like that, which we don't want it to happen because... God, we don't. But just... Hypothetically, if the shit goes down, it's going to be good old boys in pickup trucks riding around like the Taliban and shit that you're going to have to worry about. And it's not going to be necessarily the troops <laughs> or any official troops that are trying to put you down. Scary shit. Scary it's shit. very scary stuff. I just don't like the situation, man. They'll, the gun ranges are always in the like white neighborhoods. So, like, the richer white people get to learn how 
to shoot guns and they get to do it for leisure. Mm -hmm. And then in the black neighborhoods, the guns are for like survival and population control. Well, how do you feel when you when you go up to the shooting range and like you're surrounded? Have you ever been to one? I mean, I've been to them. Yeah, before. When when you go to one, I can promise you, you're gonna be the only black person. Oh yeah, no. When I went, when I went, honestly, that's been like a barrier for me to like get into it. Mm -hmm. You know, when I buy a gun, it's like I'm not trying to like. I'm not going to Clyde Armory where they have like Trump 2024 signs outside. I'm not going down to the gun range where they're going to be like. It's even weird being black. When you're you're black and you walk in a gun range, it's like everybody's turning like. Because it's a it's a cultural it's a cultural thing. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the sort of white people that are giving you that look are like steeped in gun culture that like excludes black people yes and they're in there with their freaking five-year-old son mm-hmm. and five-year-old daughter and they both got ars and they know how to shoot and we don't we don't know how to shoot we aim at everything we don't know we just don't we don't have knowledge of guns or anything we just get them i'm seeing um, I'm i don't seeing, like that i'm seeing killer mike in the outline We're, this is a very loose episode ladies and gentlemen <laughs> very loose episode. i'm seeing killer mike in the outline but you just saying that reminded me of something that uh killer mike was talking about one time where he was talking about um like you're not ready for the revolution no. if you don't like you don't know martial art your kids don't know how to shoot guns and <laughs> oh you gotta think what what do most black kids grow up wanting to do play basketball or football a rap or rap and white kids get put in like mm. orchestra, ballet, martial this, arts, this household. MMA. <laughs> this household just proved that stereotype. It, a, I'm telling you, it's insane. You'll go in there and see a six year old white kid with the AR disassembling it, di- home blindfolded, magaz- home magazine. He'll, he'll, he'll empty the 30 clip and all 30 bullets will be in the center of the freaking target. Like, they know how to shoot. They're trained as kids how to shoot. It's like a common thing for them. It's insane. That's what I feel like with our people. If we're going to have guns, we need to know how to utilize guns. But, I mean, it's like, and we'll get into it when we talk a little bit about, you know, the guns and rap music and stuff. But the sort of gun culture that exists within, like, the black community and I don't want to like use that as a blanket term, but it's just like the 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 the, the white people's gun shit is like again, it's like that. Yo, this is a tool. I'm gonna yeah. te- teach my son how to it's break this down. And blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? And whereas I feel like with our shit, it's more glorified. Yeah, it's more glorified. It's Popularized. more. It's, it's more of a symbol of like social status. Yes, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's like. Guns is, is not a, so, a symbol of social status to a certain kind of white person. Yeah, it is, but I mean, to an extent, yeah. It, no, it, Andrew Clyde running for Congress in the ninth district of Georgia has a fucking like AR on his campaign signs in people's yards. There's a part of it that's a status symbol to his bubble of people, but then another aspect of it is virtue signaling on like a set of political beliefs. A politician showing you that he's a proud gun owner lets you know, like, 70% of what his positions are without him true. speaking a word. That's true. However, when fucking Chief Keith points <laughs> the, the fucking AK at the camera 
with 30 shirtless niggas and they all got AKs <laughs> pointing at the camera. It doesn't have that same political weight behind He's it. He's right. He's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's right. It's like, it's like for us, yeah, for, for us. Yeah, and, and I won't lie, like <laughs> he's right, cause for us it's like some sort of like expression. Um, there's no anything behind it. It's just, oh, I got this. I'm cool. It's so weird. It's so weird. They're never holding the guns right. Mm-mm. Nobody, it's, no one's looking through a scope. It's it's horrible. What's the scope? <laughs> what's the sighting? What's the sight, nigga? Nigga, what's sight? Terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. And white kids are learning about guns from when they're like three to four. They're going to give them a BB gun or like a water gun. They're going to know how to use that. And then they're going to start hunting. Mm-hmm. So they're going to know how to use a shotgun. By the time they're like 14 or 15, they're going to be fully versed in a handgun, in a shotgun, and in a semi-automatic. The average black kid will never get that type of experience. And let's, let's keep it real, though. And it's like, I don't want to say that... Um, I don't think we should try to make it seem like that's like white people because <laughs> there's 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 there's, a, there's, there's, there's an overwhelming amount of white people that aren't don't fuck with guns like that. It really is like a weirdo minority. I mean, look, I'm telling you all that as of now, my mindset is every man, woman, and child should own a gun. That's true, and also. If you own like 50 fucking guns, you're fucking weirdo, yo. I'm I'm sorry, you're weird. It does look cool in like a Call of Duty sort of way. But it's fucking weird. I don't have the numbers, but I, I do think it's some sort of crazy sort of shit where it's like some large percentage of the guns in the country is owned, just like with money, it's owned by a, a, a small amount of the population like has all the guns and stuff like that. Like it's not, it's not... You can't just be like, hey, I'm just going to pick a random white person off of our block, and I bet you that motherfucker got a dungeon full of guns. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the teachings behind it. Um, I I really can't explain. I don't know if it's like the environment. We just black. We don't utilize guns the way we should. There's no teachings. There's no training. So how would would Squale, if Squale ruled the world, and you could make that change. What, what oh, attitude would you instill in like black families and black communities in general about like guns and stuff? Protection, um, protection only. Do you think that there's something that can be done by people like us culturally to like help get that message across? I think that our like black vet- veterans and. Yeah. People that are well versed with guns and well skilled with guns, if they got together and created some sort of a school or organization to where they would teach the kids on how to use the guns and what they're for and instill those like principles in those children, I think that would be a good idea. Teach our kids don't know military tactics. Our kids don't know combatives. They don't know. If we if we had a civil war today, our kids wouldn't survive it. Man, if the fucking electricity and internet went out for That's three true. months. That's true. Motherfuckers would start eating each other in this country. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's true. It's- if you told Americans that their Big Mac had to have one less patty, <laughs> these motherfuckers would start 
tearing each other's flesh off their bones. This is the topic of guns today because, I mean, since March. So, in the 12 days after Trump issued a proclamation declaring national emergency because of COVID, firearm sales jumped to over 120,000 per day. Oh my God. He said 176,000 on March 16th. And then uh, 700,000 additional firearms were sold in March. Uh, some analysis done by the Brookings Institute suggests that almost 3 million more firearms have been sold from March to July than ordinary. Oh my God. Half of that increase occurred in June alone. Mm. So, I mean, this is a hot, but this is like a hot topic right now. That so was I think insane. When I talk to like anarchists and people like that. And they're like, oh, everyone's talking about buying guns. And they're all very pro-owning guns. But it's like, if shit really goes down, if there's, like, mass civil unrest to the point that, like, the supply chain starts breaking down and there's no food in the grocery store, we should really be concerned about, do you know how to grow your own food? For sure. Do you know how to sew your own clothes? For sure. Do you get fresh drinking water? For sure. And so, yeah, I mean, like, if we're really talking about, like, if it goes down, goes down, who... That's insane. Gun isn't even the first thing to be. That's insane, and it's crazy that you mentioned June. Only need a gun because you don't have any of the other necessary supplies to survive. That's true. Because it's going to be people looting each other because they don't they don't grow their own crops. Well, like, what, what did I ask you when when fucking COVID first hit? You remember? I think Mariah might have been out. Of, I think you might have been to go see your mom, and I was like, "Yo, little brother, hold one of them things." Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Because there was this. There was this feeling. COVID, like, in the beginning, felt like... Mad Max. It felt it like it felt, was about to be Mad it Max. It felt like it was going to be some crazy stuff going on. So, for real. So, I could understand it. It's crazy that you mentioned June um, because the the gun shop on Lexington Road, I can't remember, the Thornton's, yeah, Thornton's. they dropped their gun prices, like, like 100 to $200. There was, like, 9 millimeters on sale for $80. Your gun shouldn't cost less At than Thornton's. a PlayStation, man. Yeah, so I mean, during that time, they dropped the, the PlayStation controller, man. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. But here we were just talking about the fact that, like, there's not gun discipline in the black community. No. Nope. So you're saying contradictory things. If you want, oh, a gun shouldn't cost less than a PlayStation, then you just want only rich white people to have them. Nah, that's not what I'm saying. It's more of a comment about proliferation, which. In the context of guns, I think is kind of universally a bad thing because even you know proliferation of guns can even be a way of targeting communities in a way. If in a poor community or a black community, if all of the males have easier access to a gun than a fucking job, that's not you know that's not a sign that the gun companies are saying yo we really care about black people let's make sure they're all armed so they can stop the fucking proud boys you know that's gun proliferation to an at-risk community so that they kill each other like i'm poor if you were to tell me yo mac buy a playstation get a playstation 5 okay i gotta think about it i gotta line some shit up I got to make sure some shit is taken care of and I have to do all that sort of thinking and planning into like, all right, I'm about to make the investment on a PlayStation 5 because I need that. Whereas if you told me, yo, Mac, get a gun, I could get a fucking gun by noon tomorrow and it wouldn't put that big of a dent in my wallet. I'm not really opposed to people having guns. 
But have you have you have you guys ever tried to buy one? No. There's no psychological evaluation when you purchase a gun. Anyone if you're 18 and above and not a felon, you can purchase a gun. It's the same process like there's no psychic evaluation to determine if a police officer is racist or not before yeah. you put them in the academy. It's the same thing. So it's not the people. It's not that people have guns. It's there's no way to see who's unstable enough or who shouldn't have one. Which is interesting to me because the Gun Control Act of 1968, which is a federal law regulating the firearms industry and firearms owners, made it so that it's unlawful for anyone that has been adjudicated as a mental defective or has been committed to any mental institution illegal for them to own a firearm. That's ridiculous. So technically, I don't know if that means technically. Nobody, nobody's this, following that. You go to the be... pawn shop and you got five hundred dollars. You're gonna and not a felon. You're gonna get a gun. Only thing they'll do is uh, submit a background check, and if it comes through good, you'll get that gun. Do you think felons should be able to buy guns? Ooh, that's that's sticky. It depends on what they I think did. it depends on the crime. No state allows uh, for. Re- returning citizens to purchase firearms. I think if if there was a, if prison was actually a place for rehabilitation, yeah, then I would say wholesale, yeah, yeah, you know prison. What I'm but yeah, because prison it's ain't not, nobody. You kind of want to know what you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I was. I agree. Prison isn't fixing anybody. These those felons get out worse than what they were when they went in. I, I don't know. That's a sticky one. Because I, I don't feel like felons deserve a lot of the things that they go through. Oh, Most no, for of, sure. Yeah. For sure. They Not don't. being able to vote and hard for them to get jobs. And um, I feel like if you've done your time and all that good stuff, you should have your second chance but, without the big F on your forehead. Um, if I, that means I, I owning agree. a gun, sure. Um, but I guess based on the crime. Like if they went to prison for... Um, laundering money, you know, or something like you know. Well, yeah. see that I, I don't know if that should determine if they shouldn't have a gun or not. Like if, if somebody if somebody was in jail for like robbing a liquor store, and they got out. <laughs> no, I'm saying if yeah. somebody was in jail for like oh like when I was a kid I I wasn't being a leader and I was being a follower and I ended up robbing a liquor store and I went to jail and I paid my price and blah blah. I'd be more comfortable with that person getting out and having like all their gun rights fully restored than I would some motherfucker who's getting out after being heavily involved in organized crime and shit, you know. So I don't know about the money launderer. I didn't want to read this one interesting fact. So California's Mulford Act, which banned the open carry of loaded weapons in 1967, was aimed at black gun owners. Avowed anti-gun journalist Robert Sherrill frankly admitted that the Gun Control Act of 1968, shortly following after, was passed not to control guns, but control blacks. This was following when the black member, Black Panthers bearing arms marched on the California state capitol. Um, Most interesting about the Gun Control Act of 1968, it was the first gun control law passed by Congress in 30 years, and Cheryl described it as one of the grand jokes of our times. First of all, he says, bear in mind that it was not passed in one piece, but as a combination of two laws. The original 1968 act was passed to control handguns after Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated with a rifle. It was then repealed and repassed to include the control of rifles and shotguns after the assassination of Robert F. Kennedy 
with a handgun. What? So, like, it's like this big cosmic joke of like, oh, they killed the leader of our movement with a rifle? Let's ban handguns. Oh, they killed the leader of this movement with a handgun? Let's ban rifles. So it's like clearly not even... It's like what? responding to acts of violence uh-huh. like that, that seized the public imagination at the time, but like not really doing actually anything. Anything at all. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, so... Guns and hip-hop music, the two things go together like peas in a pod, mashed potatoes and gravy, fucking, what am I missing? Batman and the Joker? I don't know. Anyway, for the music discussion today, we're going to be looking towards some songs where the artists discuss their relationship with firearms or the relationships that firearms have to their communities in some cases uh and we're also doing something special for this one where squale is going to be joining us for the music discussion today but before we start we're going to take a quick little listen to squale and some of his rhymes and how 
he incorporates some of his feelings about guns into his music. Let's hear this. I keep the Glock on my waist. I pull up on nigga that trying to be brave. Nigga don't want no smoke. I up on these nigga no joke. I get in my bag. I told me a mag. I put niggas hand in the scope. Never kept me. That was uh, Squale's song, Transport. Yo, my roommates are both dope. So the topic is brought up to the point where it's like looking for songs. I could find songs that were completely about guns like where the the subject matter is dedicated towards the topic of a gun but besides that the just references are endless rappers of all kind all backgrounds all subgenres of hip-hop doesn't matter you can you can find somebody make a reference to a gun for some reason or another it's like the the culture it's the most talked about thing so how do you, when you're dealing with um guns in your music how do you how much of it is something that you really pay attention to or how much of it is just whatever sounding right whatever is whatever's working when you're when you're writing like are you ever self-conscious about gun bars I didn't used to be um, but now yeah I work with kids and then they're coming in there sometimes like spitting my lyrics um, so now I'm a bit self-conscious, but when I write and when I'm talking about guns, it's coming from expression and me speaking my truth and my experiences, uh, not really for kids to go out here and be like, oh, Squale said he'll do this, so I'll do this. Um, so the kids that know me understand that and the ones that, you know, don't understand it, I try to pull to the side to say, hey, you know, I'm not out here like... You should make a song yeah. where you're discussing I guns the way that you were talking to us about how, how you think guns should be treated. Because it's like I think that is is a common theme that we talk about I on agree. the show. I was I definitely thought about that a lot. Um, but it's you know me being an artist, it's been a part of who I am. Um, and you know I started out as a battle rapper and the the gun metaphor and it's. I, you couldn't really get away from it. Well, it's it's funny how that, because st- it's like before, you know, like when when hip hop started, like the whole shit is about exaggeration of power, you know. know yeah, what I'm saying? yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like, yo, I'm strong enough to smash through a wall. Yeah, you know? then it just and then it transferred <laughs> in. You know, it's like I remember, like it went through a phase to where it was like that sort of shit, and it was like, yo, my rhymes are iller than yours. Then it like transferred into I beat your ass. It's then it yeah. was like, yo, I got the biggest gun. I'm trying to think what era was it like? I want to say that was late 80s when it started. But you know, that yeah, was the like crack. The, that was the crack in, yeah. you know, drug era. But even and then, like. Crime started rising. Even then, it was like the late 80s when it started, yeah, it started really affecting the music crazy, yeah, and shit yeah. like that. I can't even explain it when the Do kids. you think it's getting older? Huh? Do you think it's you getting older that's making too. you look at it that way? That too. Um, I used to be in the streets and now I'm not. Mm-hmm. And that kind of plays a part in it too. Um, so my music used to just be solely just um, violence and trapping and all this stuff. Because that's what I was, you know, um, engulfed in. And now, you know, if you listen to my more recent stuff, it's more about like love and emotions and um, struggle to triumph and coming out of violence. Mm-hmm. 
um, consciousness. So I'm I'm growing out of it steadily, but at the same time, I love guns. <laughs> and uh, and if I'm honest, sometimes this shit is just so fun to rap about. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, it's just, it's just, there's nothing better than like somebody who's dope, mm-hmm. like. Just kicking a real clever gun bar. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like a dope gun metaphor. Like one of my favorite joints was there's a Lloyd Banks rhyme on this uh, G-Unit song, Thicker Than Water. Let's listen to this line real quick. My team in the cut, packing metal things to that small foreign shooters than the Sacramento Kings. But that she doesn't watch sports. The Sacramento Kings basketball team, they had a bunch of foreign niggas on the team. One year they had a bunch of foreigns. Yeah, that, yeah, when they had Stoakovich and and they had a bunch of them. That's a bar. Yeah, yeah. The feeling, but that feeling is is something about it. I don't know why. It's it's, something about it. It's just so, I like hearing about it. I don't, I don't, you know, every now and then, usually like, it's if I'm telling like a story rap or something like that. So I don't really necessarily get to really go into like gun bar references and stuff, but I love the shit out of listening to it. Like the Griselda cats, their shit is filled with gun bars. Um, the battle scene can be kind of, Oh, the battle scene is gun, gun, gun. Yeah. It can be kind of weird just because it's like, I don't know the, some of that aura, the hip hop, aura is gone because it's like it's it's more of like a live feel so it's like it's just something different and when it's not like a, a movie music video production when you're like seeing like two regular guys yo my my bullets the size <laughs> of an egg roll and you're like where dude like i literally just saw you get out of the uber like 30 minutes ago gunless like a motherfucker <laughs> and you talking this shit on stage I, and that's what, that's another thing I'm telling the kids I'm like so you know these rappers aren't really out here shooting people right cause if they were they'd be in jail what do they say what do they tell they're you they're like well you know we know it just sound good Word. as long as if they're saying that then I'm it cool with it cause that's what good. I was saying when it I was a kid it sounds good to them and there's something about just in human nature we we love violence and drama and we just love it i don't know what it is we'll get bored with positive songs we'll get bored we have to hear like some drama and stuff i don't, I don't really get it just like in us so guns america online the firearm retailer and gun blog made a direct correlation between the sales of the draco pistol and the gun's appearance in rap songs in 2016 and 2017 from Vince Staples, 21 Savage, Gucci Man, Yo Gotti. They all reference the firearms popping up all And then Soldier Boy got arrested in 2017 when police found him in possession of a mini Draco. Mm. This home where in California is considered an assault rifle mm. and not a handgun like it is in the rest of the states. And so he wasn't legally allowed to possess it. <laughs> that is the most referenced gun nowadays, though, the Draco. Well, that that trend happens. Um, I've been alive long enough to see that happen a couple times. I remember there was a there's this gun called the Calico. It looks yeah, like it like looks, you yeah. could you could literally just 
take it like on the set of Star Wars and give it to somebody without putting anything on it. And it looks like a fucking Star Wars gun and shit. It does. But when those first started popping up back in the 90s, like every rapper had a cow. I got a calico bar <laughs> Um, the Desert Eagle. When the Desert Eagle started popping up, everybody had a Desert Eagle. I had a Desert Eagle bar. Mac 10. Mac 10, Mac 11. A, a dude named himself Mac 10 because the Mac 10 was such a popular gun. I think Calico Draco. too. That's a rapper named Calico. Oh, the Calico. Isn't it? Is, is Calico something, right? Or is just Calico? Calico something. I, you're right. And then there's a 40 cal rapper. Yeah, 40 cal, yeah. <laughs> there's got to be a rapper named after a gun. Every gun. <laughs> Every gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Smith and Wesson. There's, yeah, there's definitely Draco. There's a couple Dracos. Oh, there's a couple Dracos? Draco. So- Soldier calls himself Young Draco now. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, Detroit rapper Quale Chris dropped an album last year called Guns. And the whole thing was uh, kind of a little metaphor about America's relationship with guns and violence. Mm. He's, he's weaving in and out stories throughout the album where he's, you know, it goes from first person to third person mm. to direct narratives. And he's playing all sorts of different characters and stuff on it. Um, he said to NPR. He said the whole album is all about things that are weaponized for good or for evil. Whoa. Love, religion, race. Fear is more powerful than a gun. Whoa. Everything is a weapon. I even talked to a couple people. This is him talking. I even talked to a couple people that thought the first song was talking about me and my history of shooting people up. And I'm like, nah, it's just a metaphor. Now, this album as a whole is dealing with, you know, guns and gun violence and stuff like that. But we're going to just take a little uh, listen to a quick snippet from the song Obamacare by Quelle Chris. Shutting down your city and we out of that. Everyone can get it like Obamacare. It's definitely something that feels like it requires multiple listens to, you know, the lyrics are delivered in that sort of way where it's like you're not meant to really soak everything in the first time you hear it. You know, there's an abstract vibe to it. I took the everyone can get it like Obamacare to be, you know, a reference. Knowing what he was going in, doing with the whole album, I took that as a gun reference. I so I'm sure it's it, one I of those things. I took it as that too when he said it. If you listen to mm-hmm. the whole thing, I'm sure it all gives you more of that picture but if you don't understand it you'll take it as if he's saying he's gonna apply something to everybody yeah but he's really saying guns are so accessible you know speaking of accessibility to something that's a bit less abstract but still really clever in terms of like how it's put together is uh this tupac song me and my girlfriend not the jay-z beyonce one they were covering <laughs> they the were Tupac covering. one. Our first date, can wait to see you naked. Touch you in every secret place. I can hardly wait to bust freely. Got you in. I ain't gonna lie. I'm just not realizing what he's talking about. I feel like my whole life has just been backwards Are you now. Serious? You know that he does realize I'm, what this is about? I'm just realizing it. <laughs> Mind's blown. You don't have to say that like picked you up when I was nine line over. Cause he go all the way to 22. Oh my God. <laughs> Tupac, he just messed my whole life up. <laughs> I know Squalade is just now discovering that this song is about a gun. But uh, th- that oh was kind of a known thing God. back in the day. But yeah, I remember that was one of those early things where it was before I was rapping or before I was even thinking about making music. But it was one of those like standout songs where it's like, hey, yo, you heard that song? It's where he's talking about the gun, but he's talking about it like it's a girl. It's like, yo. Oh my this god. Is, you can do this in music. You know what I mean? It was one of those sort of like light bulb moments for me. 
I feel like I shouldn't rap no more. <laughs> <laughs> or like I should I'm a diehard Tupac fan and I'm pissed at myself because well, I took that so literal. Um let's listen to something that has a similar sort of vibe to it, but with this one, it's not the uh, personification of like a girlfriend, but it's more of the there was a toy, the My Buddy toy back in the day mm. that had a commercial that had a jingle, My Buddy, My Buddy, wherever I go, he goes. So G-Unit back in, I think, 04, this was on that first G-Unit album, Back yeah, From the Mercy, they yeah, made yeah. a song called My Buddy where they took that jingle and it's all about guns and it's fucking awesome. I love it. <laughs> Holy shit. Stay screaming on niggas and beating up bass ass. These niggas ain't thorough. They just like the pretend. Keep fucking around, nigga. Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, this song goes so hard. Oh, yeah. So that. Uh, Holy shit. I had the same sort of vibe that I, that I I got from the Tupac song when I d- discovered that one but again that is the difference right like we just heard you just heard the Tupac and you you put together that metaphor and it was dope and it was like oh man this is crazy man like Tupac's going in but let's be real right that whole Tupac song in that 16 bars of Lloyd Banks verse <laughs> like just the way Lloyd did it were for the listeners just cuz you can't see this Squally looks like he's reevaluating his life right now. This is like, this is why when people be like, Squally, you're dope. I'm like, no, I'm not, yo. Because Lloyd, Lloyd Banks is probably one of the most slept on lyricists in the game. Oh, man, he messed me up with that. And the last song for today is the uh, ludicrous track, We Got Them Guns, featuring like, Everybody, Chingy, I-20, all the Disturbing the Peace crew are on this with Ludacris, but, but what can I say? This is probably my favorite gun song. <laughs> They're not really making a big broad theme or metaphor like my buddy or me and my girlfriend. It's just straight up, you know, everyone's verse. They're talking about guns and stuff like that, but because it's a crew song, everyone's trying to outdo each other with either how funny or how ridiculous the metaphor for their guns can be. So it just keeps escalating with each verse. Let's listen to this. Swallow a hollow, make them digest with the 50 caliber. Your future's not looking so good. Tomorrow's not on your calendar. Do away with Luda is, I'm stressed out. Yeah, they everybody killed that song. They did. Literally. I can't believe that was Chingy. I know. <laughs> the, I like the way he flowed on it. Well, there's, there's something about it. I don't know. I don't want to say it specifically guns but you know i think money is definitely like money and stunting is one of those topics sex is another one of those topics but there's certain topics in hip-hop where it's just like when a rapper gets into it they can just snap and snap and probably will do like the best some of the best rapping that they'll do like rapping about those topics specifically because it's just i don't know if it's just there's a so many things that rhyme with gun stuff that it's like I don't know it's it's hard to explain it's just it just happens cuz there there's rappers that I that I like or that I love who are gun rappers and you know every bar is about my gun is like this and I'm shooting up this and I don't relate to that shit at all like as a person but what I get out of it is the same thing that I get from like a cool action scene in a movie 
or like a suspenseful scene in, in a in a thriller movie. You know what I'm saying? It, there's there's something that's just purely entertainment based about it that I've never found an issue with. But you know what? We are out of time. That is going to be it for us this week. Everybody, I hope uh, I hope that this episode has provided you with the proper amount of copium. It is Wednesday morning as we record this, like we said earlier. So, you know, as of now, there's been no new developments in the election. So who knows what's going to happen? But um, if you've never thought about arming yourself, you know, guns are obviously not for everybody. They're definitely not for me, but we have to adapt to the realities that we live in. And I think we live in a reality where we might want to consider or reconsider things like that. Well, then, real quick, where can we find your music? Um, all major platforms, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Play, Amazon, um, Pandora, anywhere you can find music, you can find my music. Check out Squale on all platforms and, you know, follow on Instagram, Squale Shadow. Yeah. Thank See, you I guys. got in my name. First, and as I always tell you, your favorite hosts, Dope Knife and Lingua Franca, are both on Spotify and our music can also be found all over the place, yada, yada, yada. Follow us on iHeart Reparations on Instagram. We love you guys. Wish that this could have been more of a celebratory episode, but... Hey, the fight continues. Uh, stay safe out there. See you next week. Squala, you going to rap with us on this one? Oh, that's lit. Somebody get me a motherfucking beat. <laughs> yo, yo. It's your boy Squale. Bars, bars, bars. I be riding in my old hood, but I'm on new shit. Same old attitude. I'm rocking new kicks. All these rappers wanting beef, but I don't got no toothpicks. My pops told me stump a nigga silly if the shoe fit. On another planet, what we be on, and all my niggas we all colder than some free on. Rolling with a chick named Diamond, she from Sierra Leone. Me and her be shining like I swag made a knee on. Yeah, and you're a hater, later be gone. All about that paper, you can get tapered for it where I'm from. So everywhere that I'm at, I keep a couple bullies that be willing to split your hi hat. You don't wanna try that. I'm riding the all black Maybach. Be careful, you can't see me, you don't like it, niggas say that. Be careful where you breathing, once my niggas get the green light, we be coming where you sleeping, you be high and we be seeking. We ain't trying to get defeated, so you better make like Mike Jack. Boy, I'm talking beat it, swear you out your effing mind if you thinking that we even, uh, never. Shall I be out here completing? Tell me why, I swear to rookie, I'm already major league in. Woo. Yeah, boy, I'm talking Derek Jeter. You don't want me to find your family guy and quit acting like Peter. My flow so stupid, man, I love the game, no Cupid. In this game, I'm so elusive. Every watch, I rock exclusive. Squale beef running things. I'm a beast off the chain. Mixtape, it's everything. I be so high like every plane. Yeah. One. Be so high like every plane. Some makers marking a weapon Take apart your protection This the start of a lesson I think you are second guessing I drink in front of the reverend That's why I have no adversary Can't compare me to these cherries With their bad vocabulary You wanna limit what I say? I remember that Neckle snap That's whether you straight or a democrat You faking your demos whack Wait till I get a crack Whatever track Send it back And replace it with better crap And by the way What constitutes is cussing I am too disgusting When coming through percussion Like an abusive husband I'ma do when bussing You wanna hear 
rhymes and I'm the dude you're loving I'm the future cousin, you hardly could rhyme Marty McFly couldn't even see a part of my time I was dope when all of y'all was watching Party at Five Not a ladies man, but I bet your daughter would grind And so master see it hurts her I don't know if part of my anatomy's a curse word Lyrics got so many of them calories, my word slur The assault and battery disperser Like you need some batteries to work ya Gravity inertia, I defy the laws of physics All up in it, you turtles get left when I go across the finish Your hardest writings wasn't even worth the cost of Guinness Don't bet against me, save your money with that talking lizard I often walk in blizzards and spilling all your innards You blowing whistles at officials like I lost my pivot I'm using imagery, cause you's my enemy Take your best friends and turn them to a human centipede Dope. In 2019, I thought ain't nobody ought to have no gun to the live stream of the top team shooting in Kenosha. Got me choked up like I'm drowning cause my boat sunk. Now I ain't here to lot and talk them up or glorify, but I've been looking lovingly at all these K's and 45s. Feeling borderline like November 5th, we got war to fight. Scared of getting gunned down after I saw those shorties die. Ooh, bars. Hey, yo, this is Dope Knife. I'm Lingua Franca, and we are waiting on reparations. Hurry up. See you next week. Waiting on Reparations is a production of iHeartRadio. Listen to Waiting on Reparations on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.